Hello, everyone. Welcome wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining me on SG Live on our Thursday show, which is all about share. So let's share. And on this show, it's quite a packed show. And we have a very special guest and, of course, our live streaming team from across the world. And of course, you on live chat. So I have a few slides and um, we're still waiting for Andrew to check in. Hopefully he'll join us. But let me talk you through what we've got planned for the show today. So as I said, we have uh, Andrew joining us today for the live chat session. And um, it will be interesting to hear what he has to say about a movement that he started. Uh, and uh, well, I won't give anything away for now. So live chat, as you know, tricky, doesn't always go to plan. And one of the things that I want to tell you is there are gremlins. So bear with me. Uh, hopefully there shouldn't be any. But I do encourage you all to chat amongst yourself. Uh, the last session we did with Terry was very good. A lot of people actually wrote back and said, I really enjoyed that conversation with X or really enjoyed that conversation with Y. It really is about what you want to get in terms of conversations and to also connect with other people across the planet. So do take part in the live chat sessions. The format is very, very simple today. I'm going to basically talk to Andrew for a few minutes um, and just talk about what he's got planned, what he wants to do in terms of his mission, his vision for 1% uh, Safer. And then I'm gonna bring in the team from uh, across the world, some of my colleagues who are going to join in the conversation and talk specifically with Andrew about the 1% Safer project. And of course, you're online and you can also ask questions on chat I'll flick them up so that we can cover them at the same time. So before we get going, let me just say that I've spoken to Andrew before. He's a very, very friendly chap, very amiable. And I did a live event with him a while back. Well, actually it was a, it was a recorded event and it was all about leadership and future leaders for IOSH. Andrew, as you know, he's very, very well known in the uh, circles. He's, um, he's prolific in IOSH as the president and spreading the good word of uh, occupational health and safety. And um, I want to talk to him today about 1% Safer. So without further ado, let me see if I can get Andrew to uh, join us. Um, just bear with me. Andrew, how are you? Sorry, how are you? <laughs> I was a bit worried there. I thought you, you you may not have made it on time. Very nice to see you, Andrew. You're looking very polished. Did you get rid of the beard there, I see? No, just a couple of days of stubble. Just uh, Maybe it's the lights on either way. It's hitting me here. <laughs> well, you know, it's always a pleasure to, to talk to you. And I know you've been oh, super, super busy, haven't you? It was, a real, it was a real challenge trying to pin you down for this session. But thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for being so patient. My diary seems to be a little bit crazy at the moment, so I'm really grateful that you've been uh, been patient trying to find time with me. Hey, no worries. Tell us, um, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. And I know you've been very, very busy with one thing in particular. Before I I give anything away, just to share some of those things with us. Uh, look, the, the last few months have been really manic. I, I can't believe it's the first of the tenth month of the year today. It's like, where did those other nine months go? Um, I, uh, I guess last time we, we, we talked, um, 
I mentioned that I, I, I'd gone back to Scotland for a couple of days to see my family in the springtime. Yeah. Ended up being yeah. stuck there for three and a half months. <laughs> and uh, I, I was stuck in an Airbnb rental apartment for three and a half months on lockdown. I couldn't get a flight back to Switzerland where I live. And I was, I, I, I was quite worked up by it because I, I was the president of IOSH. And I'm thinking I've got to do something for the, for the OSH practitioners around the world. Uh, I, I'm kind of stuck here. But work was changing. All my consulting work was was being postponed and cancelled and then turned into online and coaching and virtual work. And I was sitting one night with a glass of whiskey thinking, I, I need to do something. So I had this idea that, uh, as, as you know, Sonny, I'm kind of against this whole notion of a target of zero accidents. I think these binary targets can be quite dangerous because if you don't get zero accidents, you've automatically failed against your target. And, and that's knowing that we've failed against our targets doesn't motivate us for action. So yeah. I was thinking, what's the opposite? And the opposite of zero is not lots of accidents. The opposite of zero is progressive or marginal gains. So I came up with this idea of trying to make the world just a little bit safer every day. I wonder if we could just all do something every day. And um, I thought, okay, how do we do this? Uh, and, you know, I've, I've written plenty of books, and I thought, yeah. let's have some fun. So I, I, I wrote an email to 100 uh, of my most trusted uh, gurus, I suppose, or mentors or people I most admire, and said, would you be interested in writing a chapter for this book called 1% Safer? Give me your best piece of advice uh, and let's see if we can pull it together into a book. And let's see if we can do it in record time. We've only got three or four months. We're going to try and get this together. Mm. Uh, and of course, because I wanted to play it safe, I, uh, I, I invited 143 people in total, thinking I'd get 100 yeses out of that. And I invited 143, and I got 142 yeses. And I thought, okay, now what am I going to do? So over the last four months, we've created this book called 1% Safer, which yeah. is um, an anthology of, uh, of 142 thought leaders, one chapter each, sharing what they think is the one best thing that can really make the world 1% safer. Uh, and now, of course, to be clear, when I say 1% safer, I mean 1% safer and healthier too. So, so that's what, what I've been working on. And it just arrived a couple of weeks ago. Smells great, like a new book, and I'm really excited about it. Well, it's interesting because um, I saw your video of you unpacking the box, and uh, I, I actually pinched it and used it in the very first show that I did on this new live streaming um, sort of venture. And it was it was quite good. It is. I know. I know you thoroughly enjoyed uh, opening those that with those box. And I saw you with the scissors. And I thought, oh, <laughs> but you did it perfectly, and you did it really well. But I I, I also had someone come back and say after that live event, um, it was uh, it was a combat sergeant from the U.S. and he said, I'm really interested in this one percent safer. I'm going to go and check it out right now. And I and I thought. That's, that was quite interesting because he's a health and safety combat sergeant in the US and he thought, I'll go and check it out. I thought, there's going to be stuff in there that he's going to find really helpful, I think, definitely in terms of uh, uh, looking at metrics and so on. But I'll tell you what, you have been busy, haven't you? You've had a very, very busy year. Yeah, it's definitely Lockdown or not, I know you've had a very busy year because... I, I remember when you know you were talking about the book and what you wanted to do, and super fast as it was. I mean, turbocharged. Congratulations to you. Hats off to you for this mission and vision that you've had. I think it's, I think it's very admirable what you've done. The more important thing is, tell us about what's happening with all the profits from that. 
Ah, uh, yeah, um, this is a cool thing. So really part of the reason for this, uh, this, this book was one, I suppose it was a little bit selfish. I had a lot of headspace and a lot of time and I thought I need to do something to occupy myself. Uh, Two, it was about the power of community. So getting 142 people together to, to, to drive this forward. But the third bit that kind of sits behind this and was really the, the driving force is that um, within the first month of coronavirus really picking up, the month of March, I received over 100 emails or LinkedIn messages or WhatsApp messages from people saying the same thing. They all said, hey, Andrew, listen, I've just lost my job as a result of the pandemic. I'm really worried about the future. What can I do? What help? What advice do you have? Uh, and as I, I kept getting these emails day after day, I thought, my goodness, a time where OSH practitioners are really, really urgently needed, they're being let go by their businesses. That, that doesn't seem right. So every penny from every one of these books and from the packages, because there's some artwork packages and all sorts of stuff as well, every penny goes into the 1% Safer Foundation. That's a charitable trust that's set up to, to discharge all of those funds to those who need it most as a result of the pandemic. And, and there are two categories, Sonny. There's individual OSH practitioners who need a, a bit of help to kind of restabilize and get ready to face the future again, whether that's uh, financial help or, or, or career support or a bit of development support. And then there's support and help for small to medium-sized enterprises who perhaps don't have the luxury of an OSH practitioner or OSH professional right now because of the pandemic. Uh, and then we'll give them some seed capital as a grant to help them become 1% safer or help with training and development and, and strategic guidance too. So it's um, it, it, it feels, yeah. I can't even tell you how liberating it feels to know that this amazing thing that all of these people have put together, because I'm just one of 142 people here, all of these people have come together to help the world rather than just to write something learned about safety. And it feels really yeah. remarkable. Well, fantastic. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a worthy cause and it's really admirable. Look, I can talk to you for hours, okay? And it's important that we get some people on the call uh, across the world and get some sort of debate or discussions or, or some uh, thoughts going as well. So let me introduce you some folks who've kindly volunteered to be as part of the streaming team. Firstly, I want to uh, introduce you to Gemma, who's from the UK. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Andrew. We've got Sanjay, who's in uh, Dubai in the Middle East. Hi, Hi Sanjay. Andrew, how are you? Good, thank you. We've got Salom in Ghana. Yeah, hi. Hi, Salom. Good to see you. And we, last but not least, we've got Jorge uh, in Mexico. Jorge, you may have to unmute yourself. Um, uh, but, um, we had a couple of others lined up, but unfortunately, Firoz in India, he, he, I know he has a super busy week this week, so he's probably tied up with that. And Dang, who's in Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam, quite late for Dang, and she, she, she said she has a, an office meeting which will go on as well. So, so that's the team. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to say that I'll pass it on to one person at a time with any questions that they've got. Feel free at any stage to make it free flowing as well. Gemma, do you, let's start with you, Gemma. Any thoughts from yourself? Any questions? Uh, hi, um, uh, yes. Uh, what I was thinking was I, I like your idea of having the zero target because obviously, as soon as you've not done it, you've failed. 
But do you, you have any advice for anybody who is in an, in, uh, an industry or in a company that insists on using those zero targets? Yeah, look, um, Gemma, I think this is the, the big question that sits behind something like this, right? I, my, my personal view, after 25 years of working in, in safety in more than about 130 countries now, is that setting the target of zero is so binary. It's, it's, it's a bit like my desk lamp. It's either on or off. Um, and, 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 and that makes it too difficult for people because it drives the culture underground. If I have an accident in an organization that has a target of zero, there's an immense pressure on me not to report it because I'll be the one that resets that number of days since last accident counter back to zero. Or it could be the one that causes the entire team to lose their bonus or, or their pride in not having had an accident. So I, I think it can be dangerous in this regard. Now, let me be clear that the vision of zero accidents, the idea that no one gets hurt at work and everyone goes home safe, I fully subscribe to that. It's just the way that we metricize it. Because we're counting the numbers of failures, an accident is a failure. And what we're saying is, let's fail less. In fact, I think what we need to do is flip it over the other way and focus on doing more positive stuff rather than doing less bad. Yeah, fully agree. Yeah. Sanjay, over to you. Yes, uh, Andrew. Thanks for joining and uh, yeah, giving me precious time. My question to you, uh, when we are demonstrating, because safety is a broad uh, aspect uh, when it's industry, there is gas, construction, insurance, and you know, stuff like that. Too many things are there. So safety is a broad topic to demonstrate, I believe, and influencing no matter how well we tried and tested methods in the past, because the safety domain is keep on changing. Every day is not every new day is a you know challenge for us to make it more one person safer towards achieving that goal. So what is your take on that? Sanjay, I'm I'm sorry that I didn't I didn't fully get your question. There was some background noise there. Could you just summarize just the question part? I think I understood the context. Uh, I just want to ask that uh, we are doing every bit and pieces to make the environment safe and like how we can do one person more safer because accident tends to happen how much safe you are yeah um i i, I think you're saying that accidents can still happen no matter how much safety you've got is that right exactly exactly Okay, I disagree. That, 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 really, that really sort of chimes with the zero mentality, though, doesn't it? I mean, zero is the utopia, but we're never ever going to have zero accidents, are we? Which is something that well, I've been talking about for a long time. Well, this is this is quite exciting now because I disagree with you now, Sonny. We are going to have zero accidents. Now, I've, I've, had, I've had zero accidents today. I've survived all day without an accident. And I've, yeah. I've, I've been out in my car, I've been out on my motorbike, I've been in the office, I've walked up and down stairs. I, I, uh, I've, I've crossed roads. I've not had any accidents today. So we can have zero accidents. Many people on this call will have had zero accidents in their workplace or their team or their department or their home today. It, 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 I think we, we lose track of what we're trying to do when we start to compartmentalize with targets and metrics like this. Now, San, Sanjay is right that, of course, we can always have an accident. And my, the bottom of my chair might break right now. I'm not anticipating it to happen, but it might happen. Why? Because things break uh, and humans are fallible. We make mistakes. So accidents could always happen. But the role of the OSH professional 
is to try to encourage a culture where people are risk literate, where they're thinking about the risks in context, uh, and that they dynamically adjust their behaviors in real time in order to cope with those changes that happen. So, so, so I think what this book is really trying to do is encourage everybody to be more dynamic in their thinking about safety and to think about making small improvements, micro improvements even, just the smallest things every day. Because as, as, as the supermarket brand Tesco tells us, every little helps. Every right? little helps. And, that, and, and the old adage, we save the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. It's the same philosophy. It's worked in high-performance sport, in finance, in many other areas of the world. And I think we just need to apply it to safety now. I want to come back to that one, but let's hear from the others first, because it's an interesting conversation point about this time frame and, uh, and zero accident. Salom, uh, what, what was on your mind on the, on this? Okay, um, first and foremost, I'd like to say a very good job done. Congratulations to Andrew Sherman and the team for, for such a wonderful book. I believe um, there's a very huge campaign every safety professional must implement in the workplace by taking inspiration from great thought leaders like yourself and then Todd Conklin. I mean, I've had a chance of interacting with Todd Conklin and came out with such amazing um, perspective of safety, like safety as, as a presence of capacity and stuff like that. So um, in my opinion, this kind of simplifies safety management to the very, very little things that count on the workplace. So now that you're talking about 1% safety, um, are there clear programs that we should be looking at in driving the agenda? Or is it just one of those open terms or open concepts to safety that, um, that requires everybody to begin to sort of look within their own systems and figure out what programs are very relevant for driving a yeah, so long. Yes. Yeah, I, I, look, I think you've got it. Sorry, go on, go on, Andrew. I, I, I think you've got it there, that this is about the power of marginal gains and about progressive or incremental progress day after day after day and the cumulative effect of that. So to, to, to put this in context, if, if we can improve safety by 1% every day, that's a cumulative gain, gain of 3,800% over the next 12 months. Now, 3,800% sounds like an uncomfortable number, so let's just change it and put it in a different context. What it really means is that in a year's time from now, your safety performance will be 40 times better than it currently is today, just by making small marginal gains day after day after day. Uh, and it's interesting that you mentioned Todd Conklin, because uh, on the inside cover of 1% Safer, it lists all 142 contributors and, and the text will be too small, but so long, Todd Conklin is one of those, along with people like uh, Hofstede, Edgar Schein, uh, Sidney Decker, Eric Holnagel, Gerd Gigerenzer, uh, and many, many more thought leaders from around the world, from more than 30 countries. So there's some really interesting and provocative thinking here to give you some suggestions on what you could do, no matter which industry sector you're in, some ideas on what you can do to, to really unlock your organization's journey to safety excellence. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Jorge, Can you hear us okay? Is your mic okay? Hi. Good morning. Good afternoon, everyone. It's a pleasure for me to stay with you today. Andrew, congratulations for your book. And uh, let, let me tell you something. I think uh, that the the approach that you are making with zero accidents is, is, is very nice because 
it's frustrating when you are working very hard. My experience is on petroleum value chain, and uh, it, it, it's impossible to get zero. Maybe one percent is in the same way. Why? Because it's not the same thing when you are working with people who is extracting petroleum and the people who is in a refinery or in a gas station. It's different uh, culture, safety culture. Then uh, if you take a, a, a goal of uh, 1% reducing risks, it's, 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 it's a big effort that you need to apply. I don't think if you, uh, I agree with Hello. you. Sorry, we had a we had a sort of a gremlin there. Is everyone back online? Andrew, Gemma. Sorry, sorry, Jorge. You were saying that it's it's uh, it's not a, a practical thing to do then. You no. Okay. Yes, it's practical. May, yes. may I? Um... Go ahead. Okay. So can I can I come back to the because there are there are many roads here all leading to Rome in one respect. We also have a comment here from uh, Coyote Coca, who says, um, is the Euro accident preventable in the refinery and petrochemical industry? So Andrew, can I go back to the point I made about zero accidents not being possible? And you were spot on in correcting me and saying that, well, you disagree with me because I've gone the whole day without accidents. And I absolutely agree with that. When when I did my video on this a while back, and unfortunately another guy did a, a similar sort of post, he got lambasted, he got trolled, he got really uh, quite emotionally upset by it. I actually reached out to him and said, I'm sorry, you got trolled on this. He just made the comment, zero accidents is not possible. And I wrote back privately saying, well, really, you've got to set it in terms of context of durations. You can't say it's not possible because I can go for an hour without it. I can go, but where Jorge, myself, Coyote, Salom, Sanjay, maybe our mindset is coming from a plant life of 25 years, you see, typical plant life. And we say it's not possible to have zero accidents over a 25 year period. And I think it's really important to emphasize that, that when you look at zero accidents, you must really time bound it. You have to say it is possible, but am I in business for a day or am I in business for a year or a week, etc. So Andrew, you're right. And that's the only thing I can sort of suggest. But what was your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's what I'm asking for. We can we can Yeah. With the greatest respect, I, I, I think this this conversation is being derailed by something here. And it's mm. the fascination with zero accidents as a target. Sure, sure. Generally this is the very beginning. I, I think we have to put aside the way that we've measured safety in the past because it fundamentally has not driven enough progress so that right. everybody goes home without harm every day. Okay. There's a fascination with counting the number of accidents and then trying to have less than that the next year, the next month, the next week, the next Absolutely. day. Absolutely. You're right. And, You're right. And imagine, so, so let's to, to help us move forward, let's forget about safety just for a moment, not trying to disparage how important it is, but let's just put it aside and think about it in a different context. Many of us will like sport. Many of us will have a favorite sport or a favorite team. Now imagine our favorite team is at a, a final match. It's a really important match. Uh, and the team is in the dressing room before the match. And the coach walks in and says to the team, okay, team, now listen, I've got a strategy here for today. 
here's what we're going to do. When we get out on the field, try not to let the other team kick the ball in our net. Just, just try yeah. not to let them get anything in. How motivated would the players be if that's the strategy? Professional athletes don't want to be told, try not to let the other people kick the ball in the net. They want to hear, okay, Gemma's going to run up front. Sanjay's going to cross over with the ball. He's going to kick it to Salom. Salom's going to look for Gemma. He's going to make sure the ball gets right up. Gemma's going to pass it to Jorge. Jorge's going to shoot and he's going to score. Coaches motivate their teams. It's safety. We're not motivating people by saying, hey, Gemma, you had an accident yesterday. Try not to have another one of those. Oh, and by the way, gentlemen, Sanjay, Salom, Jorge, don't you have any accents either? Because if you do, nobody gets bonuses, and that counter has to be reached. This isn't motivating human behavior. So again, while the vision of zero accidents, the vision, we want people not to be hurt at work, we want them to go home safe, brilliant vision. We should all subscribe to that. I don't think any leader on the planet would say, oh, you know what, hurting 73 people would be okay this year. Nobody's gonna say that. So as a vision, great. As a metric, not great. We want to be metricizing and managing the performance of input behaviors in order to get the right output. And I think that's yeah. where we need to take this conversation now with the greatest. Yeah, yeah you, you're right. I mean, the, the difficulty with all these conversations in safety is that they, they, it can be like opening up a Pandora's box, you know, and you, and you think you, you're going to talk about a subject and you'd be very specific and everyone's got different thoughts and views. My view, and I, and I think you're right, there is a danger always of derailing or going in a different direction. Zero accidents, everybody like, as you said, to go and have a business with zero accidents. How they achieve it, we've got a comment here from uh, BVN Consultants, uh, can be achievable only when company top management commitment by heart and soul towards safety culture instead of limited to only company HSC policy. The fundamental point here is about humans, isn't it? Human behavior. Uh, also, how leaders accept uh, approach safety as well. Um, is the book very specific then? Is the 1% safer? I know that it's very broad range in terms of inputs from various areas. Would you say there's a lot of guidance in there in terms of how we can maybe shape some of the culture aspects and how someone can address it? Yeah, sure. Look, um, as a psychologist, I can, I can give you long-winded definitions of what culture is, but, but here's what I think it really is. It's as simple as ABC. It's attitude plus behavior equals culture. Culture is an agglomeration of the behaviors of, of individuals and groups in a certain place uh, influenced by what's going on there. So, so Vivian Consultants is right. Top management commitment is absolutely necessary. It's a core component of culture and setting the tone from the top. Um, I can make any organization on this call, I can make them 100% safe and I can guarantee them zero accidents for the remainder of the operation of their business. I can do it and I can do it today and it will take me less than 60 seconds. So if anybody wants to get to zero accidents today and be guaranteed never to have another accident again, listen carefully because here's how you're going to do it. You're just going to have to fire all of your employees. I can, see that. I can see that one coming. I yeah. never have another accident. But the reality is most organizations need people. So of course people need to be at the heart of health and safety. Uh, we need to help them think about what those risks are. We need to help them look after each other and call out when they see their colleague doing something that puts them at risk. We need management commitment. We need bottom-up motivation and resource and activity. There's lots of elements in here, of course, isn't there? So the book by, by default 
focuses on putting people at the heart of health and safety. Whilst there's lots in there around behavior and leadership and culture and motivation and recognition and communication, there's also lots of other stuff too. But the, 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 the theme that puts them all together is it's about safeguarding lives, encouraging people to live safe, healthy, happy lives and have a great day at work. Well said, Andrew, well said. Sanjay, Salom, uh, Huggy, you got your hand up, Huggy. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, sorry if I said something wrong, uh, was a misunderstanding. Not, it's not my intention. My intention is when you are working with hard people, talking about safety culture, maybe 1% will be as frustrating like zero goals. Then you maybe can reduce this goal to 0 0.1, depending on the culture of the people who you, who you are working with. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that this is correct, this appreciation? Uh, no, again, Jorge, and don't worry, please, I, you, you didn't offend me in any way, but, but I think we're stuck here on talking about this as a goal. It's not a goal. But I'm not suggesting we need a metric to measure are we 1% safer. Not at all. This is a philosophy. It's an attitude. It's a movement that sits behind this. What, what I'm saying is we need to improve a little bit every day. Now, calling a book Improve Safety a Little Bit Every Day is probably <laughs> not a very catchy title. But, but we all know whether we want to lose a little bit of weight or we want to get a little bit fitter or we want to run faster or we want to spend more time with our kids, there are two ways of doing it. There's one saying, Ooh, I'm going to run a marathon in under three hours. Off I go. I'm going to start today. Uh, and and the, if the goal is too big, we fail very early. But if we say we want to run a marathon in under three hours at some point in our life and our first milestone is we want to run for one kilometer without stopping, and we do that today and it feels okay, we build up bit by bit by bit, we gradually get a little bit faster, a little bit safer, a little bit healthier. And, and that's the point. It's a philosophy, not a target. Uh, and as some people in the, the chat are saying right now, There's a wrong mindset here around setting zero accidents as a leading indicator rather yeah. than a captive statement. Uh, that We are too focused on failure in safety around the world. And whilst it's important and we don't want to fail, we don't measure any other aspect of the business like that. We, we, we don't say, how good is our product? Well, let's count the number of times it's been really bad and then hopefully that's a low number and that will tell us how good it is. If we want to know how good our product is, we put it to market, we test it, and we see the number of people that buy it and love using it. But with safety, we, we metricize in the opposite direction. Many organizations metricize the opposite direction, saying, well, let's just try to fail less, and let's keep failing less until we don't fail ever, ever again. And the reality is that everybody on this call, including me, has made a mistake at some point. They've made an error. They've slipped. They've tripped. They've fallen. We've got something wrong. We've had a poor judgment on something. Humans are fallible. So saying zero errors and zero failures and zero accidents will never work for us. Andrew, you've made a very, very important point for me. Um, when I put this video out maybe a couple of weeks ago uh, when I did the live event, I had some people come back to me within my little circle saying, look, is this a KPI? What is it, et cetera? And I think you've really, really hit the home run there in emphasizing this is about compounds about marginal gains it isn't bingo bango at the end of year one you're going to get one percent safer it's really important that this is a 
movement towards achieving the aspirations. And I want to be absolutely clear, that is what the intention is of the mission and the vision. Is that right? You're not immediately saying, look, buy this book, you're going to get 1% safer within a week, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, in fact, Sonny, um, I, I, I love your, your comment at the end. There's, um, in the beginning of the book, I set out some context and some introduction, and I put a caveat in here saying, look, there's no guarantees with this book. You don't get to the end of the 250 pages and suddenly your business is 1% safer. <laughs> or 80% safer. There's 137 chapters, each with one amazing idea from some of the world's finest thinkers saying, here's what we believe will make the world a bit of a safer place, no matter what yeah. company you're in or what industry you're in. And, and, and if, if that's not enough, if that's not enough to provoke thought, let, let me share this little letter with you here. I, 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 um, I got quite excited when it arrived on the doormat because it, it looked quite official. So, so I open it up. And it's, it's from Buckingham Palace, and it says, the Queen hopes that the forthcoming book is successful in providing inspiration and opportunities. And I wish, and the Queen wishes everyone involved in this special initiative, 1% Safer, her good wishes for the future. You know, the, the Queen of the UK says, it's, what a great idea this is. On the well back done. of the book, we get Prince Charles, His Royal Highness Prince Charles saying, I'm heartened to learn that all the proceeds from the sale of this book will benefit the 1% Safer Foundation and wish you good luck with your endeavors. You know, this is, this is not a, a, a commercial training course or a book that, that, that says it knows everything about everything. It's just a book written by a bunch of people that I respect that I think have got a lot of interesting things to say that they believe will really make a difference to organizations today. Uh, and I think that in itself is quite an exciting thing because there's, that there should, in theory, be something for everybody somewhere inside this book. And um, it, it's quick and easy to read. One page, one chapter. You, you can read it on the train. You can take 10 minutes a day to read it, reflect. It'll help build strategy, help you new ideas. And that's all we're trying to do with that. Can I, can I, do, a Bob, can I do a Bob Geldof moment when he did Band-Aid? Go buy the book! <laughs> because because it will it will contribute towards people it's it's not profit making whatever profits go into an organization a foundation to help others so yeah. even if you if you can take one chapter from the book and make it into something that will change or turn into a positive approach safety wise in your organization go buy the book okay it's not mega bucks yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I appreciate it. In fact, um, in the comments here, Umar Sayi is saying, yeah. simply put, 1% Safer is saying, build positive attitude daily and gradually to improve safety in the long run. Umar, you're exactly right. Thank you. You put it better than I could. <laughs> Sanjay, you had your hand up. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that comment also. Because as you said, if you want to achieve 100 miles, why don't you start first kilometer, you know, very actively? So that if we all contribute one 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 percent, definitely we'll gonna achieve hundred percent, and that's the goal. See now, now we have tried all the A to Z aspects of safety, right? Why don't we try this one? Definitely we'll gonna succeed. Yeah, yeah. Gemma, yeah. you 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 had something on your mind there? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I was gonna say was um, with the idea of getting one percent safer, obviously. Uh, have heard the theory that you get 80% of the output with 20% of the effort. 
what would you recommend to motivate people to keep going and keep getting 1% safer when it appears to be diminishing returns? When you're putting in all the effort to get that last little bit? Yeah, I'm not sure that you're just putting in all the effort to get that last little bit. I imagine that many organizations are are, are struggling with some kind of zigzag if they really look at it. Most organizations have not reduced all their accents and they're just sitting at a very low level and they're like, oh, almost there. If they are, that's great. That's a fantastic fantastic position to be in. But I wonder whether it really tells the true story of the safety culture and the real performance. So so I think that the, the, the way that I see this, Gemma, is that This is about marginal gain, incremental effort, and continuous improvement day after day. So instead of we need the big latest campaign or the best catch phrase or sheep dip training that everybody has to go through in order to be safe, it's going to cost thousands and thousands of of pounds or dollars or euro. Uh, Instead, what we're saying to people is let's just have a think about some of the smallest things we we can do. And and in fact... um, in, uh, in in Alcoa, the American Aluminium Corporation, their uh, their CEO O'Neill, he then went on to go to uh, into politics in the U.S., stepped in and, and, and said, "I'm going to focus on safety in order to rebuild this growth of this company." One of the biggest corporations in America. This is back in the 80s and 90s. Paul said, O'Neill, safety. Paul O'Neill, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Paul O'Neill said. I'm going to go out every day and ask people what they can do to improve safety. Now, he didn't say, what's the biggest thing you can think of? He did the opposite. He said, what's the smallest thing you can think of that will improve safety just a little bit around here? And people would start, of course, by saying, well, we need a new process line here or we need uh, twice the size of this warehouse. And he'd say, no, think smaller. And they'd say, well, we need uh, a new machine. He said, no, no, think smaller. And they get down to stuff like, well, if the forklift truck didn't put all the materials over there on the floor, instead, if they put them on this table over here, I wouldn't have to bend down 50 times a day and pick them up. That would make me a little bit safer. And he would instigate these small little ideas, knowing that the power of this collective improvement would, would, would bring about the success. And in fact, for those of you who like the zero accident target, that's exactly what Paul O'Neill achieved at Alcoa for several years in many of his sites, just by focusing on those small things. A couple of questions coming in, Andrew. Um, some quickies. What's the name of the book from Mohammed? It's just 1% Safer, isn't it? Yeah, 1% Safer. Find Mohammed. out more at 1%Safer.com. Yeah. And uh, Coyote saying, is it available on Amazon? I think it's only available through the 1% Safer website for the moment. You're right. 1%Safer.com is the only place that you can buy it. So that way we guarantee that every penny that you pay for the book goes directly into the 1% Safer Foundation, that charitable trust, to give the money back out to those OSH practitioners that need it right now. Now, I know we only have you for half an hour. I know you're super, super busy. Um, And I'm mindful that... There are some key takeaways from this. Uh, that is, it is not a KPI in terms of get 1% safer by the end of the week, by the end of the day, change your trousers and your 1%. It's none of those things. It is an aspiration and it's like compound interest. You get marginal gains as you implement this and that's what the expectation is. Uh, all the money goes to, to a uh, foundation which then helps people who are suffering as a result of COVID, whatever. Um, is there anything that 
anyone else has a question for Andrew, because I know you have to dash off. Uh, firstly, thank you very much for rearranging the board meeting to actually uh, attend this. I, I feel quite honoured you did that. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, it, was, it was the board meeting of the 1% Safer Foundation <laughs> at exactly this time. So I had to board trustees, I can't be at the board meeting, we have to do this thing. And, uh, they very kindly changed the time so that I could come and see you, uh, see you guys and, and then, uh, then go hang out with them at the board as well. Well, we're very young in this uh, live streaming event and it is growing quite rapidly. I think it's the way things are going and I hope you do come back and share more thoughts with us. As, as we were talking, one thing that came to mind, I want to bounce it off everybody, is we all do safety moments, right? In, in companies. Why can't the company, even if they buy one book, why can't they buy one book and use a chapter every week or every day or every month, whatever, and do a safety moment specifically relevant to them and see how it chimes with their workforce? And I know there's lots of stuff in there. So I'm sure if you say 20% of the 1% safer book is going to be very meaningful for, for, for them. That's, that's a great achievement, isn't it? Yeah, I like that idea, actually. Thanks, Sonny. I, I hadn't thought of it, but you're right. There's 137, you the bill. <laughs> 137 chapters. Now, you could take one chapter. You know, the chapters come on one page with, with a big picture next to it. So you could essentially say, all right, team, I'm going to read this chapter out. Have a look at this yeah. picture. Let's think about what this means. And um, so, so you, you, you could do it exactly like that. I think it's a, a good idea. Thank you. I mean, I, I find when I used to do uh, safety moments, after about there's a flavor flavor period, and after about two or three of them, you're scratching around your head trying to figure out, oh, what can I do next? What can I do next? Then you're on Google or YouTube trying to find things, you know. And I think if you can just get this, uh, you don't have to buy 50 copies. You know, great if you buy 50 copies, but just buy one for your organization and say, this is what we're going for. And I think that would be a very, very good thing. There is a comment here from Mohammed. Do you recommend DuPont safety program to, oh, well, we're getting into all sorts of areas now, Mohammed. I suppose you're talking about the stop program and everything else and so on. Do you know what, Let, Mohammed, we're going to cover a lot of this in future shows. I take all these comments down. I make shows that are really, really engaging the audience. So I hope you bear with me, unless you do want to address that particular. Uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, Mohammed, I, 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 I get what you're looking for, a hard recommendation one way or the other. Not going to give you that. But what I can tell you, is that several years ago, I was DuPont's global principal consultant in their safety consulting business, uh, the DuPont Safety Resources. Uh, I was also for seven years the president of the DuPont International Safety and Sustainability Awards program. So, so I know the DuPont systems very well. Um, in fact, the, the current CEO of the DuPont safety consulting business, a guy called Davide Vasalo, is one of the contributors to the 1% Safer Group. Um, I, I, I can't recommend one program over another, particularly because I run a consulting business that, that offers stuff to improve safety, culture, behavior, and leadership. Um, but also because it's not really very fair. I'm not, I'm not a kind of endorser sort of a guy. I'm not a celebrity that gets paid to endorse this or wear that or, or drive whatever. Um, but I think what's important is to find a program that you believe fits with your corporate values and your ways of working, your culture, essentially, uh, and work with consultants that understand what your needs are and are able to talk in a language that you understand, too. So maybe those are, are tips rather than endorsements. But those are my tips for finding a consultant or a program that might work for you. Mm -hmm. um 
there's no more sort of streaming through at the moment, but I suspect there's always things that we're, I, what I'm looking at here is a few seconds, maybe even half a minute behind what's actually going on live on LinkedIn. But if anyone has any, any questions at all, all I would suggest, and I'm going to put this up, is send an email to live at redrisks.com and I will pass it on to Andrew and he can deal with it. Or if it's something that we can deal with, we'll deal with it directly. But um, VVN Consultants, I like Sonny's quote, vision, mission. Well, I don't think I really invented it. I think it's an old one. Need to be followed with passion along with execution. Very well said. Um, Andrew, always love having you on the show and um, look forward to having many more with you. But a little bird tells me you're sort of um, stepping down from IOSH presidency. Is that right? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it's not a secret. The president only serves one term of one year and uh, my term is almost up. In fact, I, I get the privilege of being the longest serving president because we adjusted our AGM. So instead of serving 52 weeks one year, uh, I'll, I'll serve... 58 or 59 weeks and I'll step down at the AGM on the 27th of October. So uh, 26 more days to go of being Irish president and then I'll be the immediate past president. Well, from my side, and I'm sure the others would echo this as well, you've been very prolific and I think one of the few people that I've encountered who's been very forthcoming in terms of promoting IOSH in terms of uh, making other people engaged in terms of occupational health and safety and also being very approachable for doing these uh, sessions. So thank you very much for digitally keeping us engaged on this. Uh, I'm gonna have the last, I'm not gonna have the last word. I'm gonna let the other uh, folks have some words as well. Gemma, Sanjay, Salom, Jorge, please thank you for your time and sh chime in if there's anything you wanna say. Okay, so for me, I just wanna say that the concept is very clear. It's just about the little, the little, little things. One percent safer is not a KPI, as was rightly said. So it's all about caring, caring for people, and acting and um, acting, engaging, sorry, engaging in very sustainable conversations about safety, telling people to be safe, giving people listening ear, thinking about solutions that will make the workplace safe. So basically, things like that. So that's all to say. Yeah, very well said, Jorge. Anything, Sanjay? Good. Well, it just we appreciate it. Good. Gemma, closing thoughts? Uh, just to say that it is um, really encouraging how engaging you are with everybody and how you uh, see that in the thing to say i um I, I don't think i'm particularly any more engaging than anybody else i think i just get lucky with getting asked to talk to people who really care about this sort of stuff and they're willing to share their views so thanks to you guys for making time today for me it's a pleasure and we wish you lots of success we'll do all we can to uh promote the flag and one percent safer uh, i'm not gonna do the, i'm not gonna bang the desk yet but i'll just do the bob gelder <laughs> yeah, buy, buy this one if you only buy one safety book today buy it go out buy it today one percent safer.com that's it one yeah. percent safer.com you got it
Andrew, God bless you. Take it easy. And thank you so much. For, I know you put a lot of effort behind that mission and vision. God bless you. Take care. And I'll see you on the dark side of the moon someday. Looking forward to it. Thank you all for your time today. I wish all you right. all well. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for sharing your time today on uh, this live session on LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook. Thank you to Gemma, to Sanjay, to Jorge, and to Salom. Appreciate the time differences and your active participation. And thanks to you for the live chat sessions. It's been very engaging, Mohammed and everybody out there. Stay well. Just to finish off on a couple of things, if I may, uh, and that is tomorrow I'm doing my first show on uh, Connect. This is where hopefully you can ask me questions. Hopefully I'll be able to answer them. But more importantly, I want to hear from you. So tell me or tell us what you think we should be doing. But other than that, I will just say, um, take it easy wherever you are in the world. Stay safe, stay well, and catch up with you all soon. Thank you.